kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please just contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. When you don't know who to trust, in Dr. London we must. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We have received some feedback about the overuse of technical medical terms I have been using, such as enthesitis and the luck o' the Irish. So I will try to keep things at a more understandable level in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hi, Dr. London. Hi. So, hello. H- hello. How do you do? Uh, well. Hey, mister. Hey. Uh, hey there. Okay, so when Cameron heard that St. Patrick's Day was coming up, he began patting down passersby and muttering to himself about finding those holy ticks. Now, Cameron, I'm sorry to have to be the one to tell you, but it's actually St. Patrick's Day, not St. Pat Pat Ticks Day. It's- oh, so it's a lot more trick-based than I initially expected. I was kind of saving all my tricks for April 1st, but you're saying I should have been using them up this week. Okay. No, I, it's Pat Patrick. I, the T is not emphasized. I guess to clarify here, St. Patrick's Day is actually a cultural and religious celebration held on March 17th. The And the reason it's celebrated is it's the traditional death date of St. Patrick. Yes. The foremost patron saint of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my issue is is that most of my tricks, I don't think they really register as tricks to people. In what way? What do you mean? Well, like, for example, my neighbor, I tricked him the other day by, um, he had like, he usually wipes his car down in like a clockwise motion, and I did it in sort of a counterclockwise motion, which sort of kind of gives it a different streak you know design to it and that was that was a prank and it was a trick and yeah he didn't i mean he didn't comment on it one way or the other do you think he sort of a letdown yeah like he didn't notice because it was an attempt at a trick by you but it sounds like no one was actually fooled yeah and i tricked my dog i put his dog bowl on top of the bookshelf so he can't get to it hasn't made any indication that i've tricked him but, he lays there for the most part yeah just hungry now i guess i don't know i don't know he's just laying huh i don't know i'm just i don't i'm thinking about throwing in the towel yeah you know, i've been at, i've been in this game for so long you know sometimes it kind of feels good to retire you know the thought of it the game being the the trick or prank game yeah, the trickery game that I've been in, man. Well, I mean... I just I can't keep up with these kids these days. Sometimes sometimes I think about calling it quits. Aww. Right. Well, and I would say if, if ever there was a day, probably April 1st will be the time to do that whenever April Fool's comes along. And I cut my boss's hair. Just... And he didn't say anything about it. I thought that was a good trick. Were you hired to cut it no okay how much of the hair did you cut i cut an exact perfect bald spot in the exact location where he'd be unable to see it okay so it sounds like most of your pranks or tricks are done in such a way as to 
so that you are the only one aware that they have been done. I mean, are you telling me, Doctor London? Even as I say this, you you you're still not getting, you're still not getting it. Oh, you think I'm your boss? I think I cut a bald spot in your hair. Yeah. Is there? Have you not noticed huh. everyone calling you Baldy and Baldy Balderson? Well, you call me that, but cue ball shiny head you've called me so many things and yeah there's stupid head uh, ugly there's a small part but i it's covered up so much dumbbasil which is like an imbecile and a dummy <laughs> right. i guess i don't i don't listen that much to your nicknames scam artist bad friend yes hypocrite yeah these aren't thief. these aren't new names from you evil yeah all right well also with us is DJ Dylan the House. Hey, mister. Hey, mister. Hey, mister. Hey, mister. Before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. I found this question when it fell out of a broken beer bottle. Nom, 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 nom. The listener feedback. Okay. All right, it, it is feedback, as in, you know, back not. Right. So I found this question when it fell out of a broken beer bottle after it was thrown at me while I was putting in a central line. Quote, basically, if my eyes aren't real, which means I can't see, and my life could belong to someone else, so I can't control me, and I'm probably being controlled by like a robot or something. End quote. So first of all, to this listener, thank you so much for reaching out with this insightful question here on the Jock Doc Podcast. We, we love to hear back from our listeners. To answer your question, your eyes are real. Yes. Thanks for listening. But how can, isn't there the famous Jaden Smith tweet that's like, how can mirrors be real if your eyes aren't real? Uh, yeah. So, so how I'm do you explain just... that? What's the medical explanation for that? So the medical explanation for that is actually the same as for this listener question, which is your eyes are real. Okay. So then what medical advice would you give to someone who is being controlled by a robot through their eyes? I would say, um, should they go to the doctor or they probably aren't like that. That hypothetical probably isn't happening. Cause Dr. London, I can't, I, I'm, I've got to be completely honest. I can never be sure if I'm like an android or not. I don't know. Well, I thought about this my entire life. Do you have you ever seen, say, like what your if own, my memories are implanted? Have you ever seen your own you know? blood? Yeah, but what if that's like robot oil? Well, have you seen? I mean, most machinery mechanics they use oil, like black oil. Zero one one zero 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 one two. What does that mean? Well, it sounds like binary. Yeah, except for binary wouldn't have a two at the end, Doctor. Oh, London. that's right. Uh, so that's just a, a sequence of numbers you said. Does that make sense? I guess so. Okay. I just, I just, I feel like something's wrong. Zero one 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 zero zero one one zero one one zero okay. two. Well, and now for a tale from the hospital. So, in medicine, an uncommon practice is firing. It's similar to being fired from a job. A physician can fire a patient from being that physician's patient. Similarly, a which pa- I'm sure you would love to do with all of your patients. Well, no. I mean, some patients are... Fire them all and just collect the insurance checks. Kicking your feet up, drinking a Bloody Mary, and saying, this is the life. Okay, so we don't get... Putting on snuff films or whatever you watch in the hospital. I don't know. So we don't get insurance checks for firing a patient. You're describing, like, I guess, 
house insurance or something where something breaks or life insurance or car insurance where something breaks and then it'd be fixed. What you I'm talking set about set the patient on fire and you say, whoops, I guess it was just a faulty plug. Okay. And then you just collect that insurance money. Then you kick your feet up, watch your snuff films that you made in the hospital made these films of your patients dying and you just watch them later and you go, ha, 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 ha. Okay, I should clarify. Cameron will never know that he's an android. When I say fire a patient, I mean, well, the example that I gave, being fired from a job. It's There's no actual combustion involved in that process. It's a term for having someone leave a job, you know, and no longer work there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'll come bust you. Okay. So anyway, similarly, a patient can fire a doctor. Uh, recently, an attending at my hospital got fired from a patient because the daughter of the patient thought he was the same doctor who took care of her dad in 1991. Um, he doesn't know if he did, and given that hospital records have gone from paper to electronics since that time, it would be tough to argue one way or another. So that patient got a new doctor and to clarify Cameron there was no combustion involved in that no one was set on fire no insurance was collected just different doctor does that make sense you're saying I have the power to fire a doctor yes interesting yeah patients do have the right to choose their doctor you might want to consider talking to me a little different Dr. London or I might have to fire you Okay, and this is one point that I cannot emphasize enough. I am not your doctor. You need to see a doctor in their clinic, in their office. You're on thin ice, Dr. London. You're on thin ice, buddy. Like, we we only work together here with this podcast. Ooh, that ice. Why is it so thin? Okay. Have you seen any ice that thin? Nope. That's the ice cracking. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. Okay. And now for today's medical topic, cardiogenic shock. That's a fish under the ice after you've fallen in. Cardiogenic shock occurs when the heart is unable to generate a cardiac output sufficient to maintain tissue perfusion. So cardiac output is the volume of blood pumped from the left ventricle, and that's also known as uh, stroke volume, and then multiplied by heart rate. So it's the amount that the uh, heart is pumping, the amount of blood. Uh, it can be defined as a systolic blood pressure under 90 with a urine output under 20 milliliters per hour and adequate left ventricular filling pressure. Uh, clinically, cardiogenic shock presents like any kind of shock with altered sensorium, uh, pale, cool skin, hypotension, tachycardia, etc., Patients may also oh, yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What was that? I know. I all you you said altered senses after getting a shock. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I've experienced that. Trust me. An altered sensorium after you experience cardiogenic shock. I'm saying anytime I get shock, I get like a sixth sense. When you say shock, what kind of shock do you mean? Like scared? No, I mean like. Just in my house, there's like different points where there's a lot of electricity going on. I've haven't I've never figured out why. Wait, going. There's different on? parts of. Yeah, there's different parts of my house where just electricity's happening like a lot. Like and you just kind of stick your hand in there. Faulty wiring. It'll just be different points of my house and like different corners, and there's just like between point A and point B, there's just a lot of electricity going on. So you can kind of stick your hand in there and get a, like a zap. You say you have to do that? Which kind of gets you like high. Huh. You don't have to do it, but I don't know why you would pass that up. It's free electricity. Electricity is expensive. Well, if it's your house, then you're paying for the electricity. So it's not free. Well, and so then I get a zap from it. And then I feel like I've got this sixth sense, Dr. London. Okay. And that, that that can be very dangerous. That can actually give you burns. Getting electric shocks like that. Like, have you? Okay. Have you experienced any? Because that can cause 
since your bones are conductors, it can actually cause burns from uh, like the the muscles surrounding the bones. Um, have you? I don't know. It can cause rapid myelosis. So have have you? I guess what have any symptoms? I'm telling you, I have. A, I'm telling you, I, I I grow a sixth sense when I get electrocuted. And now, what the hell are you talking about? I'm saying I'm saying what an electric shock can do to a person medically. I'm just saying, anytime that I stick my hand in this electricity, I develop a new sixth sense. What? What taste. sense? You said taste. Yeah. You know how usually when you put things on your tongue, it feels like nothing? Whenever I get a little shock like this, suddenly I develop taste. And you're never going to believe what it's like. Okay, well, I guess go on, but I have another question for you then. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, taste is one of the five senses. When when mm. people say that they have a sixth sense, they mean an additional one. No, I'm pretty sure this is a new, like, sense that no one's ever experienced before. Taste. So I I can taste things. You have it too? Have you gotten shocked? I've, I've been shocked before, but not... There, there's, there hasn't been any correlation between the shock and the taste, as far I'm as I'm aware. I'm just saying, you know how, like, when you're going through your normal day-to-day and you are shoveling stuff into your mouth... And it feels like nothing. It just feels like touching, like a, like a, like a rock or something. Mm. Once I get shocked suddenly, I taste things. Okay, that that sounds like you might. And that shows the power of electricity. Maybe you should visit a doctor medical about topic. This. Okay. Anyway, to go on about cardiogenic shock, uh, patients may also have engorged neck veins with elevated venous pressure, along with. Oh yeah pulmonary Trust congestion me. engorged neck veins with elevated penis pressure that happens yeah okay no sorry uh venous pressure that's oh yeah veins is what that means there are many causes of cardiogenic shock an assessment may be done with ekg echocardiogram and hemo- hemodynamic monitoring with a swan gans catheter to monitor specific intracardiac pressures treatment of cardiogenic shock begins with the ABCs. Cameron, do you know about these, the medical ABCs? Uh, yes. Okay. Always be crabbing Joe's Crab Shop. Okay. Well, actually, it's uh, the ABCs for medicine would be check the airway, check for breathing, and then check for cardiovascular function with, you know, pulse and blood pressure. Then you identify and treat the underlying Peace, love, and crabs. Joe Crab Shack. In terms of medications, Crabbing. dopamine is often the initial vasopressor used. Live long and prosper with crabs. Though norepinephrine is another consideration, uh, vasopressors are drugs that cause blood vessels to constrict. Uh, dobutamine may also be used in combination with dopamine to further increase cardiac output. Uh, Afterload-reducing agents, which decrease the pressure the heart must work against to pump blood, those are typically not used initially because they can aggravate. Luke, I am your crab shack. Joe's crab shack. So, because they can aggravate hypotension. So you would not start with, say, nitroglycerin or nitroposide. You want the crabs? You can't handle the crabs. They may be used later with vasopressors. They may be used later with vasopressors. For many types of shock, you give IV fluids, but in cardiogenic shock, IV fluids are likely to be Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this crab. If the left ventricular heart pressures are elevated. So patients may in fact need diuretics. One small step to run. Rather than fluids. One giant leap for Joe's card step. Intracardiac balloon pumps may also be used, and these help to enhance myocardial oxygenation and increase cardiac output. So that's sort of the basics for cardiogenic shock and management. The crabs hit the second tower. All right, uh, Cameron, you said we have a guest today, is that right? 
we certainly do, Dr. London, and I'm very excited about All this right. one because it's one of your best friends. Hey, hey, Dr. Baldy McBalderson. Oh, slammed Okay, so, so you picked up on it too, you noticed? Obviously. Well, it's just so small, I can hardly feel it. Doesn't look small. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty huge. I'm sorry, do I recognize you? Yeah, it's me, it's Cassie. Okay. It's Cassie, okay. dummy. Cassie. So Cassie, if, if I'm not mistaken, you were you were on the show before, was it like episode five or something? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, Cassie was on. Cassie is both my niece and my Unfortunately, aunt. Dr. Phil and I have gotten a divorce, so I am no longer your aunt, Cameron. Aww. But I am remarried, and the good news is... While I'm sad I lost you as a nephew, I have gained you as a great grandson. <gasps> you don't mean. Yeah, it's a blessing. That you married my great grandfather? It's kind of too, it takes too long to explain how I am your niece and also your great grandmother at the same time. We don't have, it takes eight full days to explain. And yeah, we, don't, we just don't wow. have the time for I'm that. I'm seeing the the uh, the table you've set up here and the all the connections you've kind of made with yarn to try to plot out how you're related right it's sort of like a true detective type of solving a crime type yeah. of situation and i get there's a 3d model here as well i mean it's one of the people on your thing is the yellow king which is interesting in any case uh, I guess this welcome. is for my class. I have to teach. It takes eight full weeks to get registered in this into understanding how I am your niece and your great grandmother at the same time. And so this is my class setup. And I do have curriculum for sale if you guys are interested in teaching the class here. This is a class specifically for teaching your your family tree. Yeah. Not teaching like other people how to do their own family tree, but teaching your Cassie's family yes. tree. Explaining it to the best of my ability. Wow. Okay, I might, I might sign up for that I've class. done a couple of seminars. I tour the country and I've done a few seminars, few retreats. A lot of people's lives are changed. Oh, wow. Like weekend retreats about the Well, it's more than a, it's more than a weekend. It's a, a weekend a day. It's eight days. Oh, it takes wow. eight days to explain. Yeah. And people pay you for this. Yes. People who are really stressed out, a lot of CEOs, a lot of bit higher ups in politics, they come for, it yeah. relaxes them. They, they have a release. Oh, I've heard about yes. these things. Like you kind of sit in like a teepee mm -hmm. or like a sweat lodge or something. Yes. And then you just kind of one by one go through every single member of your family. Yes, explaining how you are my nephew and my great-grandson. Wow. <clears throat> is this why you came on the show today? Actually, no. This is a separate branch of what I'm doing of my organizations. I'm actually on with my Raising Raynaud's Awareness Campaign. Last time okay. when I came on, we discussed how I do suffer horribly with a cold allergy. That is Raynaud's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I simply... Okay. Which I, is a disease that makes your feet purple every once yes, in a while, right? Yes, I absolutely cannot tolerate the cold. Okay, well, to clarify, you, you call it an allergic thing. So, Raynaud phenomenon is uh, it manifests as recurrent vasospasm of the fingers and toes and usually occurs in areas or sorry in response to stress or cold exposure but that's not an allergic reaction that's it's just a reaction well potato potato okay well it's just since we are a medical show medical education i do want to be clear for our listeners yep potato potato all right, so beyond just knowing that Raynaud's phenomenon exists, what what are you trying to raise awareness about? Like, just well, we're mostly we're trying to raise awareness about some big issues, actually, some things, some hot topics that are going on right now. Things like global warming. You know, we get together, we discuss 
what are the small changes that each person can make to help increase global warming? Oh, I'm sorry. At, oh. at a rapid Did pace. Did you say increase? So. Yes. Okay. So. Yes, we are all about increasing the pace at which global warming is approaching. Now, that sounds pretty good to me. I have heard lots of arguments for why global warming is real versus isn't real, but I have not heard a lot of, let's make the planet hotter. I think I can be convinced pretty easily. Well, we're freezing, and it's it's just time that we are, oh. we're a small minority, we are a minority, but we're raising a loud noise, and we are saying, increase global warming now. Just because y'all are too chilly. Oh my gosh, we're so done with being cold. We're done so, with it. So your solution to, wow. like, rather than, say, wear gloves or something, your solution to your sort of uh, unusually reactive blood vessels in your hands and feet, your reaction to that is to try to de- to increase the temperature of the earth. So, so that you don't have, so that you don't have to adapt. I guess on a local level, rather you have the whole planet adapt to you, on a global scale. Is that right? That sounds easiest. What are some of your plans and ideas to increase global warming? Well, there's a little mantra that I quote to myself: morning, noon, and night. When I wake up in the middle of the night, I say it. I just, it's always on my mind, and it's G-B-T-C. Give beans to cows. Okay, and this... We want to increase the flatulence among the bovine community. And this is because the flatulence of cows are known to be a major cause of uh those greenhouse gases yes yes greenhouse gases we're saying buy as many burgers as you possibly can increase demand if each person in your household can get a tank that serves many purposes it protects you right um you can drive a a tank anywhere like the vehicle wait what Yes. Connect the tank to the feeding the cows beans? They're not necessarily connected. These are just all ways that we can increase global oh. warming. These are our coalition has oh, gone okay. together, and this is what so, we've discovered. So this is number two on Each the list. Each person making small steps. Okay. You could take the tank to feed the cows beans, right? Sure. These are just ideas of things that we can do to increase global warming. We don't know much about it. We know that it's happening. We've seen a lot of Facebook articles about it, and we want to just hop on board and see what we can do. Okay. And so the methods. And this is a nonprofit? It's a, I mean, I will profit from it, not necessarily in a money way, but I'll be warm at least. Just from heating, yeah, heating the earth, right? Yeah. Which is sort of considered a profit. My lifestyle will enhance. My lifestyle will elevate when I'm not freezing cold all the time. Interesting. So, Dr. London, could you talk about maybe the medical benefits of global warming? We we have discussed this on the show before, but I do want to emphasize, uh, no, climate change is, it's not good that it is accelerating, the rate at which it's changing right now. Um, Increasing, you know, these fluctuation of temperatures and especially the, you know, the melting of glaciers. You think it'll go in just a little too fast. It just needs to like slow its yeah, roll. It's just with the rising uh, ocean temperatures and the, I guess, the rising oceans themselves, the sea levels rising. These are going to be causing, you know, all the coastal cities to be underwater at a certain point. And so we don't want climate change, global warming, to happen at a faster rate because. You know, it it could put, say, Miami underwater. What well, is Doctor London? Can you be real with me for a second? Is this because of the surfing thing? Because you can't surf. That's not. It... You've always made Doctor London. You have always made a 
huge deal about the fact that you cannot surf and that you wish other people didn't surf. Yeah, it's just you. kind of a manners thing at a certain point. Like, I, and it's not related to the global warming, climate change, whatever. But yeah, if you would well, consider that a bonus, right? Can't have tried. Can't really really get the hang of surfing and if, if 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 some guy goes in front of you and just surfs yeah okay not just can't get the hang of but every time you do it you trip yeah, and you bonk and it your hurts noggin. And I bleed and and like people don't have to surf i guess is my my personal issue and that's that's this is why you're so against global warming you hate the idea of higher tides, which leads to more bodacious okay, no, waves. And I, these are two separate issues. I have a personal issue with these surfers who just strut up there and are able to surf without bump, bumping their noggins. But no, but the, the, the rising ocean temperatures, uh, you know, Miami this going underwater. So shallow. These are the issues. Dr. London, I have a question. Yes. If you had a cure for a patient that had been suffering with a lifelong illness, with a lifelong disease, with something that interrupts their daily life, if you had the cure, would you hold that away from them? Would you not allow them to have the cure? Well, I, I would want to, to give them the cure, but in this specific context. Well, this is the cure. Well, I, I do not think so. It sounds like a good way, because for one thing, if, you know, much of the world, if, if these uh, sea levels rise, you will be affected by this as well in a negative way. Just you might be warmer in your hands and feet. I can surf. Yeah, we can surf. This isn't an issue for us, Dr. London. This is personal for you. I, okay, I should clarify this. Just just because a person can surf doesn't mean that they want would want you know everyone to be in the water. A lot of people don't. You don't know that. You don't know what a person who can surf wants because you're not one of them. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me excitations. I'm picking okay, up no, good stop vibrations. That song. She's giving me excitations. No, that song. It does remind me of of those days. I look. No, I. I don't. I don't think that the ability to surf will make, you know, global warming. A better prospect. Hang ten, Buster. Just hang ten. Now, Cassie, do you have any other causes that you guys are working towards? You've talked about the global warming. Um, you've talked a little bit about well, the two uh, methods. What else of did you talk about? Increasing Something? global warming. You mentioned were feed beans to cows and also get obtained tanks. Yes. Which for yep. each member of your family, but we also work with some scientists who are doing some experimenting with cat hair. We are finding that cat hair actually is the warmest substance made on earth. And so mm-hmm. we are just working. We're kind of working to make a tool that's like a cat's tongue like the same texture that can safely remove the cat hair so that we can make that into sweaters, scarves, socks, that type of thing. And we can remove it from the cat Mm. humanely without having to skin it. Although I would prefer that. You would prefer to skin it? Just because it's faster and I'm freezing. Oh, right. You're so cold. I'm so cold. God, you're blue. That would be... That's the rain odds. You're shivering. And if I could get, if I could just get the hair faster, that's all that I really care about. But I know that when I'm not in a crisis situation, I'll look back and be happy that we waited this amount of time and got it taken care of the correct way. But right now, I'm just, I'm, I'm in crisis mode. You're just cold, yeah. right? And you are. Who uh, is this? Is this your cat that you have? 
that you're holding? This is one of my cats. Yeah, I do. I keep as many cats as possible just around, just having them around in their Uh body heat helps. Because like I said, their fur is, we have found, is the warmest substance on earth. When you say we have found, and I think you mentioned your your team, uh, because I had never heard this factoid that cats have the warmest hair. Is your team just people who have cats and that's and they they have found their cats to be warm and that's it? Or have they? Well, they do have cats, but no, they have tested almost every substance known to man and cat hair is the warmest. Of any wow. substance. So, and mm, Yes. It, now... It, it sort of seems like you could just remove the hair without having to skin the cat. Well, that's what we're working on, a tool that's like a cat's tongue, so that we remove it completely right, humane. But isn't that just a razor? Isn't that just a razor? I've never seen a cat lick its fur and the whole thing just completely is just skin. It, wouldn't a razor be sort of a middle ground between you know, skinning these cats and removing their hair via You do not want woke Twitter on your ass for shaving a cat with a razor. Nope. Okay, Okay. that is fair. That is completely fair. There are hairless cats, though, but I guess those ones aren't. But we need the hair. Why would... They want the hair. A hairless cat is completely useless. It might as well be. That sort of sounds like that's that would be Cassie's worst enemy. Is a <laughs> yeah, it might cat. as well be a dog, which we found has the least warmest okay substance on Earth. And that's oh, that's okay. interesting. The fact that you have said the least warmest and the most warm are these. Have you found a way to quantify this? You know, objectively, is there some sort of scale of warmth? Well, I'm not really a part of that. I'm j- I just fund the scientist. I don't really Which who who is the scientist? I'm... Is this someone you know? Just the scientific community. It's just a team of scientists that I've hired to find the warmest substance on earth and they did and it's cat hair. I What else else has your organization been working on? Mostly just it's a pretty new organization, so that's mostly what they've been working on. So mostly just cat hair, increasing global warming, and awareness. Yes, raising awareness that there are people that are so cold, they are in a crisis. I guess... Why do you keep uh, flipping that like butterfly knife just kind of open and closed? That is disconcerting to me as well. Like you keep stroking the cat that you brought <laughs> in and you keep flipping this knife around. How cold are you right now? There's not even a scale to describe how cold I am right now. Oh boy, Doctor London, do you see what's about yeah, to happen? Yeah, I, I. Well, okay. Do we just let it so, happen, Cassie? I guess I have a I have a related question. Do you? Well, I actually have a more important question. Have you guys ever watched Star Wars? Hmm. Uh, is that the um, one? Do you guys remember when Luke Skywalker was so cold that he cut open, I think they're called Tartars? Was was Luke, was he the one? Is, have you guys ever, when you watch that, do you guys like get mad at Luke? Or, I mean, do you guys kind of think like, you know, he's in an emergency situation. Was he the one with the spaceship? But was Luke? Dr. London, I think you're fixating on the wrong thing here. She's trying to morally justify what she's about to do to this cat. Cassie, we have there's blankets all around here. They're not made of the warmest want... substance. Oh, gosh, she's yeah. got us for okay, well, Dr. London. And once again, I don't. Right. I'm not really following how your team of scientists who you can't really seem to identify and you're speaking so vaguely about them. Well, I mean, their names are Barbara, Chaz, Richardson, and Carol. Okay. I mean, what do you want me to say about them? Just They do own cats. Where do they work? Like, what, you know, in association with... They work in a facility. 
so that does sound right. It's you hire. They wear a team. lab coats. They have goggles. Doctor Lennon, why can't you just accept this reality? Why do you have to threaten our guest and scream at her, accusing her of whatever okay, you're well, accusing I her? I don't of. think I was raising my voice, but yeah, you just said, "Show me the facts. What's wrong with you? Who are these scientists?" Uh, I feel it was like disgusting. Cameron- are you sure that that was me or was that in your head? Were my lips? Oh, it was definitely you. It was definitely you, Dr. London. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't remember doing that, but it's honestly after after you bring up the surfer thing, I have been a little bit on edge. Um, so, Cassie, I guess I have another question for you. Do you have a lot of cats and have you ever... I don't. Do you have anything against cats? No, I love cats. They're made of the warmest substance on earth. But I'm wondering if you are picking up good vibrations. Are you getting no, excitations? No, you're trying to. No, no, no. Good, no, you're trying to trigger Doctor London. Good vibrations. Do you like anything about cats besides their warmth? Is there anything else that you can say positive? And please about a put cat? down the knife. Uh, like you are, <laughs> you're gesturing. And why are you licking your lips, man? What is that? Good, 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 good vibrations. Doctor London, I'm calm down. You calm down. Excitations. You can boogie board. No, Doctor London, you can boogie board. You can boogie board. Oh, Remember boogie boarding? You're so good at boogie boarding. <laughs> boogie boarding. <laughs> No, that's just as cool. That is just the, that is the exact same as surfing. Cassie, Cassie, do you want to skin this cat or not? You focus on your thing. I'll focus okay, on well, London. I am. I cold. don't. My feet are cold. You see how purple they are? Yeah. I mean, Doctor London, she's making. Okay, a lot of well, difference. I, you know, in the spirit There's, of, I don't want you to harm that you, cat you know in my presence at least i don't approve of this you let me let me ask let me ask it this way you say that you like cats yes do you have less cats today than you okay, had yeah, yes. yesterday there's really no way to know okay well there actually there is a way to know so however many cats you had yesterday you take that number and then from that number, you subtract the amount of cats that you have today alive. Wow. Well, I just, I don't know if they're alive or not. I can't, I don't keep up with all Did, of them. They're just wrapped around your body. Got it. Are they breathing? I hope so. Okay. Well, it, it, Living things are warmer. It sounds like than dead things and this is just some observation it sounds like maybe you are looking to just harm cats you're so desperate for this fur that maybe you're you know performing animal cruelty wait i just got a text they're saying oh they're saying that actually guinea pig fur is now the war i guess they hadn't tested guinea pig fur before that's oh, a... wow. The scientists okay, are working get right out of now. Here. Ugh. Nasty. Oh, you don't <laughs> you don't want the cat anymore. No, it's not made of the warmest substance. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess I guess we saved yeah, the cat. I... That's something. DJ Dylan, look up where the nearest pet store is. What oh, time no. what time do they oh, close? No. Okay, well I think that's that's probably uh, it's twenty four hours, trust me. Wait, what? Trust the closest pet store it's 24 hours a day trust me how would you know that why why would it i've gone i've gotten a little crazy and i've made some poor purchasing decisions at pet stores before in the middle of the night we'll just we'll just leave it at that do you still have those dogs in your attic the well yeah i mean that's one of those things. I have less dogs than I had yesterday, but I have more dogs than I had two days ago. It kind of flip-flops 
There's a whole lot of stuff going on there. It seems like it ebbs and flows. I've been adopting these parrots. The parrots are smarter than me and they'll live longer than me. Um, and they, I mean, they, they harass me. They keep me up at night. Um, and any food that I buy and bring home, um, they eat a couple bites out of it and they just dump the rest on the floor. So I have to eat it on the floor. Um, and so they're kind of feeding me. Um, and they, they're the ones who let me outside to go to the bathroom. Do they ever grab just like bits of your clothes and pick you up and kind of fly you around the backyard because that's something I would like to see. Yeah. Well, they pick, yeah. Pick me up by like the butt of my pants. Is that what you're saying? The flap. So they pick me up by the butt flap on the pants and they just, they sort of kind of toss me around to and fro. Yeah. Um, That's become an issue because one of the buttons, the two buttons that hold up your butt flap, they've actually pulled one of those off. So it's usually, you know, there's one part, the one corner is hanging down now. On the butt flap of your pants, right? And so then you've got bird filth kind of just yeah, well, not to mention in there, whatever they had filth. in their mouth before well. comes from it's there. Kind of- wow, it's kind of weird getting to know my great grandson this well and his nice little friend. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm happy to have you on the show today. That I, I feel like I've learned a lot about you. Yes, my, uh, uh, I mean, cousin and and now great grandmother. Is that niece. is that right? niece and now yes so you're my i've been saying it wrong wow i need to check my curriculum because i may have it in there wrong now that i'm talking about it because yeah let's go ahead dr london can we sign up for the uh no ski retreat no that a ski retreat based on learning your personal relation to each other cassie and cameron i don't i don't know that we as a podcast would benefit from that and we're going to sign up for the platinum package. Yeah, that sounds good. If you would. That's more yeah. of a spiritual so retreat, too. There's a spiritual yeah. level to and it. And there's so. a couple's massage? Of course, right. There's a couple's and massage. And it comes with well, the couples, I mean, there's just... Well, you can... well, we don't know yet. I don't. DJ Dylan is still looking up to see if that pet store is open. Okay, I'm sorry. See if we can get guinea pigs. I don't know. Okay, well, I... You know, I don't really want us to go to that, but we can we can iron out these details later. So yes, Cameron, I just looked I just looked in the curriculum. You're my uncle and my great grandson. So it's been it's been nice okay. to spend the day with my great grandson and getting to know his little friend is so fun. You jock boys are so cute. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, well, thank you. And vote conservative. Um, well, and we we don't we don't, really, you a pie. we don't really get into politics on here. Uh, we we like to keep it just you know evidence based medicine. It's really well. And as your as your great grandson, you know I'm just a little boy, and so I've got a big lollipop, and I kind of like to run around the yard and play and with outfit. my rattle. In my little sailor outfit. Aren't you a little doll? Um, and then also, as your uncle, um, I got you a, not the video game that you wanted, but one that I thought it was the one you wanted, but it's like a, it's it like was, a crappier Oh, version. I already have this one. Yeah, a lot cheaper as well. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper. It's just definitely the wrong thing. Yeah. But you can't. To correct me would be... Yeah. Almost more embarrassing. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, it is good to have some family matters on the on the podcast. And to Did I do okay. that? Right. That's a good time to end it. All right. Well, thank you to Cassie for being on the show again. Well, should I just charge because two of you are going on the retreat, no. right? Should I just charge yeah. the card that you gave me, Cameron, for the... Yeah, and I'd actually do four spots because two of the birds are going to want to come. Oh, okay. That'll be cool. So it's going to be five grand for you and Dr. London each. Yes. Each. And yes. then for the birds, they'll have the 12 grand each experience. And the birds so. will have okay. the massages as well. Yes. And they get to experience a lot more because they're birds. So they 
do get charged yeah. work because they can they get to fly up into the trees and have like privacy and they just get to do things that the humans don't get to do so that is true i would pay extra for flight yeah sure i mean i we don't give them flight they already have flight but we just charge them for the experiences that they'll have because they can fly okay well anyway so thank you cassie for being on the podcast thank you uh mm-hmm. our producer cameron uh as always thank you to you. digital in the house Have you guys ever watched Star Wars? Nope. 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 Have you guys ever watched Star Wars? Nope. Uh, my name is Dr. London Smith.com. This has been the Jock Doc Podcast. Let's set the planet ablaze. You are floating in a pool of liquid. You stare at the stalactites above and wonder, wait, is it stalactites or stalagmites? You continue floating, so peaceful. But then you hear a yell. Get out of the way! And you find yourself being pushed along by a car. But how can a car function in the water? You realize that maybe this car is the kind that stays on a track at a theme park, and maybe this cave is part of a ride there. This would explain the yelling. And the upcoming waterfall. Speaking of upcoming, don't forget to leave your five-star review of the Jock Doc podcast with a description of your spelunking experience on a theme park ride following a fugue state. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Doc podcast with a friend. You can send them a link to your favorite podcast episode, or just send them our handy website, jockdocpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. We are at Jock Doc Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.